everyone, and welcome back to The World is Noisy, God Whispers, the podcast. I am your host and author of the book, The World is Noisy, God Whispers. My name is Julia Monin. Today, I am excited to be with you here in the heart of summer. This is the podcast for July of 2020. And the question I want to ask to you before we get started, before we open in prayer, the, the topic, the theme that we're going to be discussing today is, should I say something or shouldn't I say something? These positions we find ourselves in where we're wondering, is it the the best thing for me to do to keep my mouth shut or is the Lord asking me to speak up? So this is what we're going to talk about today. And just so you know, I'm going to jump way ahead. There's not a clear yes or no answer to this question. Honestly, it's one of those like it depends. So that's what we're going to discuss today. Maybe hoping to give you just a little bit of practical um, tools that you can use as you're discerning whether or not it might be God's will for you to speak up. And, and again, whether or not it's his will for you to bite your tongue. And continue to pray, of course. So before we talk about that some more, let's go ahead and put ourselves in the presence of God. I'm going to open up with scripture from the book of Sirach, chapter 20, verses 5 through 8. It reads, One is silent and is thought wise. Another, for being talkative, is disliked. One is silent, having nothing to say. Another is silent, biding his time. The wise remain silent till the right time comes, but a boasting fool misses the proper time. Whoever talks too much is detested. Whoever pretends to authority is hated. Again, that's scripture from the book of Sirach, chapter 20, verses 5 through 8. One is silent and is thought wise. Another, for being talkative, is disliked. One is silent, having nothing to say. Another is silent biding his time. The wise remain silent till the right time comes, but a boasting fool misses the proper time. Whoever talks too much is detested. Whoever pretends to authority is hated. Something else I want to begin with as we put ourselves in in the presence of God and think about the theme of today is a quote from the book, The Imitation of Christ. It reads, no one can more safely speak than one who knows how to refrain from speech. I read that again. No one can more safely speak than one who knows how to refrain from speech. So circling back, the question, should you or shouldn't you? Should you open your mouth and speak up and say something? Or should you hold your tongue, bite your tongue, remain silent, offer your suffering, obviously from being silent that it's causing, and continue to pray for this particular person or for the, about the particular situation, whatever it may be. So this is the question. This is what we're talking about. Both the scripture and that quote I just read you, I think gives us great insight that there is, um, it's a great gift to know how to hold your tongue, to have that ability to be able to bite your tongue. And I, I really feel like this, this quote from the imitation of Christ, which I quote in my book on page 230, kind of just helps us have a better idea of of answering this question of should I speak or shouldn't I speak? No one can more safely speak than one who knows how to refrain from speech. So what does that mean? So you're put in this situation, you're wondering if you're supposed to say something or not, and you've you've been put in this situation where for a, a long time you have felt called to hold your tongue. And the Lord has given you the grace to be able to do that. The Lord has given you the grace to um, to stay quiet, to stay prayerful. And then I think after you've done that for a while, what this is, what this quote is telling us, what this this wisdom is telling us is if you are able to do that, 
then you can be more confident that when the time comes for the for you to open your mouth, if that time comes, when that time comes, that you can you're 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 a better you'll be a better instrument in, in the Lord's hands if you've learned how to hold your tongue. And of course, we can look to the Lord Jesus himself in scripture, and we can see that there were times certainly that he spoke out, times that people came to him testing him, times that people, you know, were were trying to to wrap him up in words, um, times where people came to him and asked, what do I need to do? And he was just really honest with people. Um, So just he, he was not shy about being blunt and upfront with people. And so there were many, many times, recorded times throughout scripture that we have of this example of him opening his mouth. And yet we have beautiful examples of him as well at times where he chose silence, where that was that was the choice that he made. I'm thinking particularly of the times during his passion, the times when he was being condemned, the times that he stood before the chief priests and the elders, that he stood before Pilate, that he stood before Herod. And there were times that he spoke There were times that he said a few things here and there, but for the most part, he remained silent. He didn't correct people. He didn't um, try to defend himself in that situation. He chose silence. It was his. It was his chosen response was silence. And so again, when I, if we just, if I just asked you that question, should you speak or shouldn't you speak? The you, it's just not a clear. You should say something or you shouldn't. It's like it depends. You really have to look at the situation. You have to enter into it prayerfully. And sometimes we're like put on the spot. You know, sometimes like it's like a, it's like a game time decision, right? And then I I really encourage you as I do myself is when you're feeling that like, oh, I'm going to have I'm I'm being put on the spot here and to like immediately start praying to the Holy Spirit to guide you and to guide your tongue. And there have been times in my own life where um certainly I have felt called to speak up. Certainly I have felt called to say something and sometimes it's been a slow thing, you know, where something has transpired over a couple of years maybe and then it's like, okay, now's the time that I'm supposed to say something. Sometimes it is like where you're put on the spot so to speak, but you feel like God is asking you to make make a response now. But then there have been other times where I have felt like the Lord has asked me to take the suffering on and he's allowed me to see that there is, um, you know, there is definitely maybe an untruth that's happening, uh, that's going on that maybe does demand some sort of response, but the response he's asking of me is silence and prayer. And so you really have to become people who who take that to prayer. And so today's podcast isn't necessarily practical tips on how you go about doing this. It's simply shedding light on that question of should I speak or shouldn't I speak? And then reminding you that there really isn't a clear answer, that it totally depends, that there were times when the Lord Jesus did speak up, and then there were also times that he remained silent. And so we really need to take this to prayer. We really need to discern that. You can go back and listen to last month's podcast if you need a refreshment on what that means by discerning something. But we really need to discern something of, am I supposed to speak or am I supposed to remain quiet? In my new book, The World is Noisy, God Whispers, The Daily Devotional, I quote in there a quote by St. Poman, which reads, silence is no virtue when charity demands speech. So here I'm throwing all these quotes at you that say two different things, right? That one is saying, speak up, and the other one is saying, be quiet. And again, that just goes to reiterate this message of, are you supposed to say something or are you supposed to be quiet? It really, really depends. Please prayerfully consider what action God is asking you to do before you actually take it, okay? All right, but sometimes the Lord does ask us 
to speak up. And in those moments that he does ask us to speak up, then we need to have that courage and have that have that trust and have that faith that he he needs to use us to be his mouthpiece. And like I said before, and there are times where he says, now is not the time, now is not the place for this conversation. So remain quiet and offer this suffering up to me and pray, pray for yourself, pray for this person, pray for the people involved. Okay, so I want to read something to you. This is from my book, The World is Noisy, God Whispers, Volume 1. It's a reflection you will find that begins on um, page 228. It's reflection number 127, and it's called The Silent Response. It reads, I recently found myself, unbeknownst to the person speaking, as the butt of an anti-Catholic joke. Since Catholicism is a fairly common, perhaps even unacceptable, or perhaps even acceptable area of prejudice, I wasn't surprised by what was said. What did surprise me, though, was my response to it. As always, I have learned much. You see, in the past, hearing something like this would have sent me into defense mode. I I would have felt so personally attacked, it would have been hard for me to take the high road and respond with love. In fact, the last time I was faced with such a conflict, I was so hurt by what was said, I was brought to tears. I just couldn't understand how someone could misunderstand Catholicism so much, and I couldn't keep my emotions from pouring out of me. My disapproval of what was said was obvious, but because I was so worked up, it likely came across as disgust and judgment instead of coming across for what it really was, love for Christ and his church. Something has changed in me recently, though, and this little joke-telling experience proved it, yet proved that it's much easier for me to take the high road. It proved that it's much easier for me to meet others where they're at. It proved that it's much easier for me now to let the Spirit guide my response. Most surprisingly, it proved that it's much easier for me now to hold my tongue. Though much has been necessary for this transition in my heart and in my tongue to take place, St. Augustine's words helped tremendously. He put it this way, The truth is like a lion. You don't have to defend it. Let it out of its cage, and it will defend itself. Yes, the truth will certainly defend itself. All I really have to do is love. After all, it's love that changes hearts. Arguments, even if one, only change minds. Okay, I'm going to stop right there, and I'm going to give you a little disclaimer. Because this quote that I quoted here in my book from St. Augustine, this, this, that's in this reflection that reads, The truth is like a lion, you don't have to defend it. Let it out of its cage and it will defend itself. Those of you that are following me closely here on the podcast or on social media, you know that I have started my work on um, putting together volume two of The World is Noisy, God Whispers. And this quote came up again in volume two in a reflection that I wrote in in the the next volume. And so I began researching it again and began digging into it a little bit and and looking to to see if I could find where in St. Augustine's writings this is actually quoted. And um, I was kind of disheartened that I didn't do this, I guess, in this level the first time around, but I'm not able to find where that's actually quoted in any of his writings. It is listed all over the internet that this is coming from St. Augustine, but you can never be so sure because sometimes people are misquoted all the time. So I'm not positive that this is a quote um, from St. Augustine. It's still powerful words. They still are words that help me out a lot. They, they remind me that, um, that, you know, we don't always have to be in defense mode. Like sometimes, and, and Jesus wasn't in defense mode, even whether he was speaking up or whether he was choosing silence at any time, he wasn't in defense. It was just, this is the truth. This is the reality. This is who I am. This is what I'm here to do. This is who God is. 
this is who you are as, as God's children, and you can either accept it or not accept it. But he was never defensive. He was never defensive. Um, and that, that's true whether he was speaking or whether he was remaining silent. And so those words kind of helped me, reminded me of that and really set things into perspective, that I don't always have to go about correcting everybody. I don't have to always go about saying, well, you're wrong and here's why you're wrong. Um, and so it really let me put my guards down. And so in this situation where I did find myself as the butt of this anti-Catholic joke at this time, and I found myself having the grace to hold my tongue, having the grace to take that suffering to prayer, to pray for that soul, to pray for myself, to pray for the pray for um, you know the unity of all Christians. And I realized, wow, this is a grace because this is not the me of two weeks ago, let alone the me of 10 years ago, because I'm always somebody who wants to defend, who wants to like say that I'm right and here's why I'm right. And by the way, if I'm right, that means you're wrong. So let me point out to you why you're wrong. And so this was like proved that the Lord was working on my heart and in my tongue. And then this last, these last two sentences that we find in this reflection, where it reads, all I really have to do is love. After all, it's love that changes hearts. Arguments, even if one, only change minds. Without a doubt, those two sentences, it's love that changes hearts. Arguments, even if one, only change minds. That's my favorite quote in this entire book. So I'm going to let you sit with that for a second because now I need to take a drink of water. That's better. <laughs> so th that those words there are my favorite words. When I was, I can remember when I was editing the book and I was putting this on the, in the manuscript for the first time, that when those words came out onto the computer, I'm like, that can't be me, right? I like Googled it and tried to find, like, I just thought for sure I stole that from somebody. <laughs> so I was like Googling it, tried to find where that came from. Um, and I never did find anything. So I guess that came from the Holy Spirit. I don't know, but I just loved it. And it just reminded me, and I still love that, that, that when I'm put in this situation of should I speak, shouldn't I speak? What's my role here? What is God asking me to do? What is he asking me not to do? I remember that really what he's asking me to do at the heart of all of this is to love, to love him and to love those people who are around me and even those who are not around me physically, right? But to love my brothers and sisters. So my job is to love. And then this powerful words that arguments, even if one, really only change the mind. They don't necessarily change the heart. And so our job as children of God, as disciples of Christ, is to love that person who is in front of us. And yes, sometimes charity, as St. Poman tells us, demands speech. He's, again, he says, silence is no virtue when charity demands speech. Okay, so sometimes how we love is to speak up, is to offer a word of truth, is to offer some sort of, of practical wisdom, right? To, to shed some sort of light into the situation. And yet sometimes, again, as we quoted from the book, The Imitation of Christ, no one can more safely speak than one who knows how to refrain from speech. So on the same token, we also need to know how to remain silent. We didn't understand and have some sort of discernment to pray for prudence, to know what to do in those situations of whether or not we're supposed to speak up or whether or not we're supposed to suffer silently like the Lord Jesus did when he was being condemned. And so not a lot of answers for you on the podcast today. I realize that. 
Really, these are probably more questions for you than they are answers, but it's something I felt strongly um, that, that I was supposed to get on here today and to share with you because I think there are a lot of voices out there right now in our world. In our world. There's a lot of voices coming from inside the church, from outside the church, from, from um, the government, from, out, from inside the government, from outside the government, from friends, from family, from enemies. There are just so many voices screaming at us right now trying to offer us what's going on in this situation with the pandemic and, and everything that's going on with that. And I don't, I don't know about you, but I'm in this situation of like, am I supposed to say something about any of this? Or am I, this is like, am I supposed to like keep my head down and keep working and, um, and, and yeah, keep just praying for the situation, praying for all of those involved and praying that, that the truth is unveiled and revealed. So I've been in this moment of prayer for months now about what my role is and what God wants to, to do with me and wants to use with me. And for now, this is what I feel like he's asking is simply to remind you as I'm reminding myself that sometimes charity, love demands that we speak. And sometimes it demands that we remain silent. And so may the Holy Spirit be with all of us in the coming weeks, the coming months, as we can continue to discern that on our own of whether or not we are meant to speak up or whether or not we are meant to hold our tongues and to enter into more fervent prayer. Okay, so with all of that, please know that I am still praying for you. Um, I pray for you guys in a very special way, and I humbly ask that you keep me in your, in my family in your prayers as well. I do hope that you are having some sort of um, sense of maybe it's not complete normalcy in your life. I know the world isn't normal and it might never be what it was before all of this happened. And that's not necessarily a bad thing or something to fear. But I do hope that you're having moments of joy, moments of connection with your loved ones, um, moments of peace. And above all, what I'm hoping I'm offering to you today on this podcast is, is a message of hope that all is not lost. God is very much aware of what is going on in our lives and in the world right now, and he has not gone anywhere. So know that he is in the heart of this. He is still very much present. And may he be with us all as we continue to ask ourselves, should we speak or should we remain silent? Okay, stay connected with me on my website, theworldisnoisy.com, or you can follow me on Facebook at Julia Monin Author. And now let us go ahead and close in prayer. This is the prayer that ends that reflection number 127 that I just read you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Fill me with deep faith, steadfast hope, and endless love, Lord. Help me to face times of persecution and a spirit of victory, knowing that there is no need to defend what's true. Remind me often, Lord, that the truth is what draws people in and that the essence of this truth is your everlasting merciful love. May this love pour out of me whether the Spirit prompts me to speak up or to be still, to take action or to lovingly listen, to respond with words or to respond with silence. May I always be an instrument of your great love, Lord, even if this means I never open my mouth. I love you. I thank you. I praise you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.